LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 222. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. And I just realized I forgot to set the update, um, the title update for the pre-show. Boo-hoo. Oops. I don't even know if it's, if it's, if it's te- what it's showing now. It's either nothing or last week's title cap card. Let me fix that real quick. Okay. Alright. And... Done. So if you don't see the title update now, when when the tracks switch around, you'll see it, so... We are live tonight. Week of uh, January... God, it must be that hot. We are live week of June 30th, 2015, right here on the VOG Network. We're here Tuesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern with replays Thursdays at 2. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. And for some reason, everyone's talking about Colorado and being in a, in a mile-high state. I think only two people on the show would catch the drift of that show. I do, too. But, oh, okay. Yeah. Then everybody would. Okay, if you have a chat client such as Merc, XChat, Chatzilla, you can go to irc.gamesearch.net and bring on, bring yourself right on over to VOG, V-O-G. Or you can head on over to animejamsession.com slash VOG Network. If you go there, there is an IRC link. If you click on it, it'll bring you directly to the chat. Uh, let's see, uh, check-ins are live, so come through, check-in for the show, earn some great points. Um, we also have our forums. Every week uh, we have an update on our podcast, so if you can't get to us via Facebook or Twitter, you can head on over to the VOG Network forums and tell us what you think. It's been kind of quiet, so please swing by and say something, besides the word something. Something. <sighs> are you not surprised? Something. See what I'm saying, Ari? See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yep. <sighs> so, how is everybody? Nah. Very well, then. Okay, uh, let's kick things off with how was your week, how was your day, Ari? Uh, it was mostly work-related stuff. I okay. mean... And I'm getting my paycheck today. Yeah. But, you know, I had to get, keep having to save my money, so... Not really doing anything major with it. I would, that I know of. Yeah, I would pay, take some of the money, drop it into a savings account, or put it into a 401k or something. I have my options. There you go. But, uh, let's see what else. Oh, yeah, the... Went to the fo- doctor for a follow-up from uh, me being in the hospital. Okay. Clean bill of health? Well, he gave me some kind of uh, anti-anxiety me- medicine. It's not a antidepressant, but... It's just something to keep you, you kind of grounded, pretty much. Mostly. Alright, that's But that's uh, I don't want to be... I don't want to be looked at as some kind of, you know, mentally unstable... L- Nut job who has to keep, take his meds, or uh, he'll end up, you know, acting 
like going fucking crazy or whatnot, you know? And, uh, I got enough shit like that as it is. Yeah, I wouldn't worry too, too much about it. As long as you're keeping, keeping yourself together and doing what you gotta do, that's all that matters. There's also a huge difference between psychopaths and, and anxiety. There you go. Anxiety is basically self-torture, not torturing everybody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I've been trying to keep hold it together as best I can. So, there's all that. There you go. So, that's how shit's been going for me. That's good, you know... Hanging in there and doing what you gotta do, you know. Mm-hmm. Alright. Mako-chan, how was your week and how was your day? Meh. Low. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Apple. Not Apple. Um. Fine, Rarity's younger sister. Sweetie uh, Belle. There you go. Sweetie Belle. Bah. Uh, yeah, anyway, I've been dealing with freaking crazy ass customers because of uh, everybody getting ready for 4th of July and people doing last minute uh, graduation parties and crap like that but uh yeah I um been dealing a lot with crappy ass customers at work but yeah other than that um this past paycheck, mm -hmm. I've had it in my Amazon checkout box for probably two or three months now. So I finally went ahead and purchased the Mass Effect trilogy. Good for you. Mm. So it will come in tomorrow, and tomorrow I will do nothing but play it. Because yesterday my back went out. Yay! Ooh. So, yeah, I've basically been trying to uh, keep it as rested as possible so that I can actually go back to work on Thursday. It's not going to work, but yeah. But at least I have something to do tomorrow! And granted, today I did nothing but watch My Little Pony <laughs> and read. Yeah, I'm not holding it against you. Nobody is. Yeah, I decided yesterday that I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and rewatch some My Little Pony. And I'm basically just watching either, you know, the plotty episodes, the first two and the last two of the uh, of the season, and then some of my favorites from over the seasons. Okay. And, you know, I I've come to the conclusion... Knowing now what I know from, you know, season four and season five, that, um, yeah, there's been a lot of uh, pre-work from the very beginning um, that Twilight was going to be a princess. Mm. You know, just going through it and rewatching all of these things and just the little... The little things that Princess Celestia has said, the little things that Luna has said, um, like all of her learning 
and all of her tests and everything, I'm like, Princess Celestia has been pushing her towards becoming a princess since the very beginning. In other words, she's grooming a successor. Not really a successor. No, because they're the princess of completely different things. Yeah. But it's definitely something, you know, as I'm watching this, that uh, from the very beginning, she has been pushing her towards learning as much as she can about certain things to make the uh, transition easier, I would say. But yeah, you make it sound like she's next in line at a Don Corleone, you know? Nothing like that. I know, I know, I know. I'm really, really, really hoping that a future episode will talk about how Cadence came into her power. Because the most that we know of Cadence is that she was um, Twilight's babysitter, full sitter, excuse me. And she makes one hell of a wife chucker. Well, yeah, that too. Mm -hmm. Um, but she was already a princess at that point, and I'm wondering if she was, if, you know, as a princess of love, if she was told to babysit Twilight to basically start grooming her even at that young age, before she even got her fucking cutie mark. Mm. So in other words, she is the chosen one. It's making me think it's a possibility. But just going through all these things and seeing all of these little itty-bitty pieces adding up, it's it looks like something that has been planned from, you know, at least at, at least midway through the, the first season. But it looks like something that has been plotted from the very beginning. So, yeah, that's what I've been doing. <laughs> Alright, that's pretty cool. My weekend day is me continuing my training at my job, and I've more or less handled the basic stuff I am supposed to do. So, I'm... That's a big 10-4, so... Um, you know, let me close this up for a sec. Close these all out. So... And that's basically it, you know, j- just working, p- up, running the updates for the traffic and so forth. You know, it's kind of tedious. The hours kind of suck, but the pay is not bad. I really can't complain about that. But um, what's interesting is that the one computer that we have, we need to check uh, the cameras from three different streets. And when they put it in, nobody knows what department it goes to so no one can lay claim to it so if there's any problems or issues they're like, we don't know what department put it there so we don't know who's going to fix it and this is a very very old computer a Pentium 4 single core processor machine that is pretty damn old 3 gigahertz with 512 megs of RAM wow Jesus. Just, just running windows and the antivirus software and like the basic software it needs, it takes 15 minutes. Wow, you would think with all the money and the fact that they keep raising crap that they would be able to afford at least a semi-modern computer. At the time, it was modern. 
Well, yes. yeah, but right now it's yeah. not. But like I said, over time, nobody knows what department it belongs to, so it kind of fell to the wayside. Because it, it belongs in a joint department. So, mm. they it seems that there is a computer to replace it with, but the problem is the software. They cannot find the software. Oh, jeez. So... I'm talking to my to the guy that's training me. So I'm like, you know what? This is what we're going to do. Actually, he says, can can I do anything? I'm like, I could try, but there's an easier way to do it. He's like, what's that? I have a crap load of computer memory in my closet. <laughs> I'll bring it just in. Sitting there collecting dust. Yeah, I'll put it in, drop it in, and and then let it and let it go. Simple as that. That's what I will do. And he's like, well, we'll see, you know. And I'm like, so pretty much, I was able to, I got in a little bit early today, dropped the memory in. So now, this machine is running three and a half gigs of RAM, and it takes four minutes for it to boot up completely with everything. Well, it's better than nothing. Spent time removing Mm. software it didn't need, updated the free antivirus, and we're, and we're we're cooking on pretty much on all four cylinders. So after that, I you know I usually do my normal Tuesday night uh, tradition, which is Buffalo Wild Wings, and doing my basic grocery shopping and Target shopping. So I go into Target. Now last week when I was there, for for a while I've been talking about wanting a smartwatch, and I'm just like I don't know what the big deal of one is, but I kind of want one. So I go in last week. LG they had a LG watch. Um. On clearance for like 170 bucks. I go in today. I'm like, I wonder if I'll see that watch there. So, lo and behold, I saw it there, and it was marked down to about 60 bucks. So he said, "Fuck it," and went out and bought it. Put the put a good put a skin on it. Now, now it's pretty much the uh, communicator watch from Power Rangers. Does it actually do the beep when you get an alert? I don't think so, but there are custom. Uh, ROMs for for the for the LG watch, so I may be able to do something like that, which is pretty cool. I just really want it, you know, just for the time and and various notifications. That's it. So, so far it's pretty cool. I'm getting used to wearing a watch again. I haven't worn a watch in about I don't know ten years, give or take. That's my, wa- my I watch. Said- I said tra- my watch. I tried to get the band replaced. Mm-hmm. But the one place I did didn't have ones uh, long enough to fit my wrist, and it's been and the watch and the uh, little parts have been sitting in a little envelope the whole time. Mm. Meant to get the battery replaced too. It's a binary code watch. Oh, I, used I, to rem- have. I remember that watch, Marco. I said ten years, give or take. And I said that's bullshit. It has not been that long. All right, maybe about seven years. That's actually probably a little bit better. Like I, I would s- say six or seven. Like I said, give or take. God. Yeah, well, you're... four years is a big difference when you're saying give or take for ten. Come on, why you gotta bust my balls over that? Because it's fun. I'm gonna bust your fucking balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have to find them first. You're Italian. It's not, they're not hard to find. Uh-huh. Okay, and we go into uh, the chat room here. Let's see what's going on in the chat room at 
live.vognetwork.com. Uh, let's see what people are talking about. Let's see. Uh, Kelly the Mighty is, is talking semantics. Sarah Ackerman is talking about her dress for Anime Matsuri's formal. Okay, that's cool. And Sarah's talking about uh, her job and all that cool stuff. So congratulations to you, you know. And Kelly goes, my toddlers love MLP. They sucked me into the brony lifestyle. Well, welcome to the herd, brony. Meh. And Serenity says, Celestia is the oldest. She should be queen. Uh, we'll have to ask uh, Princess Trelestia and see what she thinks. Yeah, I think uh, fandom-wise, uh, Celestia and Luna's parents are king and queen. But, of course, we never see them. Mm-hmm. But then again, we didn't know that uh, Twilight Sparkle had a brother until his wedding. Yeah. Maybe so... maybe Twilight's adopted. <laughs> no. I know, you I saw know. her parents at the wedding. I know. And I think that was, like, the last time you saw her parents. As opposed to Applejack's. Yeah, who you've never seen. But you or, see... you know, Rarities, who's, who you've never seen. No, we've kind of sort of seen Applejack's parents. You see two stars go by in the sky. Applejack, yeah, she's Batman. <laughs> My parents are dead! Wouldn't it be yeah. Batmare? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you don't see a lot of their families, so, you know, they can always bring in new characters and go, hey, this is my mom and dad. Like, for example, you kind of notice how uh, Pinkie Pie used to work for the cakes, now she's actually running the shop. They pretty much says that the shop is hers. Well, yeah, because the cakes had, a ki- had two kids. Yeah, I know. So they're taking care of the kids. But I will say, and I know that we've, you know, completely gone off with the whole pony thing. In the episode um, where they were doing the play on Halloween mm-hmm. and doing Nightmare Night. Yeah. Scootaloo is in that episode dressed up. Mm-hmm. And she is following around and looking up to a pony. Yep. Who is an adult who is probably her father. So this whole thing where Scootaloo has no parents is bullshit. And as Kelly says in our chat room at live.bognetwork.com, Rarity's dad is kind of Tom Selleck looking. We've seen Rarity's mom and dad. Yeah, but not to the extent that, you know, they're in the episodes kind of thing. And Critical Myth says, this is the weirdest conversation to listen to if you're not a brony. Haven't we had much weirder conversations than this? Hentai episode. Well, notwithstanding that. Hentai episode. <sighs> I don't think you get much weirder than, uh, you know, talking about that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Shall we go ahead and, and go, right, go to break? Please. Yes. Okay. We'll be back.
All right, that was pretty nice. And tonight's show will probably have will have Sailor Moon stuff because after all, today is Usagi Tsukino's birthday, and according to what people are saying, she actually has a date that a year that she was born, so t- she would be thirty-four years old now or something like that. I don't. I've seen different things. Yeah. I've seen 34 and 37. I think people are basing it off of the year that Sailor Moon came out and and her age and just going from there. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Sailor Moon came out in 92 when she was 14 at mm-hmm. that point. So you figure you add... 1980. Mm-hmm. So she would be 34, 35, give or take, you know. She's about as old as us. Oh. Yep. Just slightly older than me, at least. Also, Chibiusa was born on June 30th. Yep, it is both Usagi's birthdays. Yeah, but most people don't like the pink teta. Yeah, well, you get used to her after a while. Yeah, I don't mind her, so... Alright, let's go ahead and get down to business. Um, before we get into the basic uh, news that we were going to talk about, Mako, is there any important Salem Crystal news that we should actually give a damn about, or no? Um, at this point, no. Uh, there was a live stream from Japan Monday night. Um, we were hoping to hear something out of it because it was dubbed a, you know, a Salem Crystal stream. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, it was basically just a little thing for Usagi's birthday oh. where yeah where they discussed the current series that is out they talked about the manga and read some parts from that they showed the new volume of uh, the crystal blu-ray set that's going to be coming out which is going to have Sailor Pluto on the front so the only thing we can hope now is that come Friday which is uh the start of Anime Expo and their quote-unquote Sailor Moon Day, mm-hmm. um, that we hear something from the combination of Viz and Toy and Momoclo. Okay. I, I kind because of... There, there is precedence mm-hmm. for something to pop up. Um, Japan did it the last time that Momoclo was at a... Uh, convention Um, that was to mainly discuss you know the start of the series and that they would be doing the first uh, the opening and closing and crap like that but it was you know a significant announcement Mm -hmm. so considering this is Momoclo's first trip over to the US and they are playing a concert at one of the biggest anime centric conventions and viz has an entire day planned of sailor moon crap the only thing i can say is i really hope that there is something announced yeah i actually know somebody who knows exactly what's gonna go down but i cannot ask her because she's under nda and it wouldn't be fair so i think half of us will be sitting at our computers watching this shit going down like what's going on I really want them to announce that they're going to finish. That it will be another season of Crystal. I that's what I'm really banking for. But other than that, I'm not sure what to expect. Yeah, I mean, we only have two episodes left of Sailor Moon Crystal. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, while you know the the start of Sailor Moon Crystal, 
and all of the things going towards that had a lot of live action streams um, that does not mean that they will have a, a live stream for a, uh, a third season announcement yeah. um, Toy is very very um, weird with how they announce and it could just be a little blurb on something but it would be on the Toy Japan uh, blurbs and not on the European blurbs, which is what happened last time. Yeah, and that was like a mistranslation. Mm-hmm. So with two episodes left, you know, we're hoping to hear something out of Anime Expo, but, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to come out of there. They could just make a general announcement after the last episode stating... You know, starting at this time, mm-hmm. season three will be out yeah. because they're very good at, you know, taking a month break and going back to work at that crap, too. Yeah. I'm telling you, if they announce a third season, they go season three every week. You're going to hear me scream at the top of my lungs from the Brooklyn studios. I don't think mm-hmm. it would be every week. The other thing that I kind of hope to hear an announcement with is a movie based off of the Sailor Moon Crystal Art that is a new concept movie and not one of the old movies being redone. Sort of like what they're doing with, with uh, Digimon Tree? Um, not necessarily something like that, but okay. you know, you've got uh, you've got DBZ, you've got Naruto, and each one of them has, you know, tons and tons and tons of movies that have nothing to do with the plot of the manga. Sometimes it will take little excerpts that never, you know, that didn't make it into the anime and do a, like, and do a, a movie based off of it. But for the most part, it's a complete side story. Um, so I would really like to see a, an actual prequel to Sailor Moon um, that utilizes all the feels that we should actually have felt during, you know, the general's death and all of that and, Mm -hmm. you know, why we should feel bad for, you know, what happened because we never actually got that in the series. So I would really like the prequel to show, you know, the the destruction of uh, the Silver Millennium. Hmm. It's been explored in uh, countless fanfic. That's not yep. much I do remember. Yeah, everyone yeah it, it's been in the fanfics, but we we see so little of you know all of that. Just bits in and the actual. Of it. Yeah, we see so little actually in the manga. I would love to see you know a full movie, and knowing you know where the epic, like what would happen later. It's not like they have to end it on a uh, on a the good invasion. note. Yeah, well, no, it, they could end it with you know the first few minutes of the first episode of Sailor Moon Crystal. Mm-hmm. That could be the end of the movie. That could work. But you know, I, I'm really I, I'm really hoping for that because. You know, they've got all the musicals now. They've got a new musical to go with the new anime. They've got, you know, everything is based off the manga. So I'd really like to see because, you know, so many anime and manga have movie, you know, something to go with it. I would love to see more of that brought in. 
because that's where you're going to get your character development. That's where you're going to get your, your, your explanations for everything. So I'd really like to see that. And I don't want the first movie to be the Sailor V movie. Speak for yourself, old woman. Well, no. I want the first movie to explain the Silver Millennium. I know, I know, I know. And then, you know, I wouldn't mind the Sailor V movie and what happened with that. But even that, we could do, you know, what all of the girls had to go through to get all of that character development before they're all able to meet up and see exactly why Ray is, you know, no nonsense and picky with guys and why Makoto is living alone and, you know, how Sailor Venus became Sailor V and, you know, the lifestyle for Mercury and all of that. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind that even if it's part of the movie, like the first movie, but I don't want the first movie to go, oh, hey, here's Sailor V. I mean, I kind of, they kind of, they, when you think about it, they did that with G.I. Joe, the movie, because as we all know, when they did the cartoon, it was just there. It was G.I. Joe versus Cobra. We didn't know what the backstory was behind all this. As far as I know, there never was one until this movie came about. You and had it, to buy the toys to find out all our different characteristics. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, in a way, I didn't like the fact that it, it was like that, but honestly, I really enjoyed the movie because it did explain a lot of things, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, seriously, the very like I would love them to do a movie of the Silver Millennium, mm-hmm. just so we can get all of that, all of that background story, and exactly why the generals were so important in the series because they never went into it, and just abruptly ended with them, you know, having feels and then leaving. It's like, oh no, they died. Feels all right. Now we have to go protect Sailor Moon. Pretty much. The motivation as to why they. Turned on that. I think turned would be nice to see too. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, it's all stuff we know because it's all from crap that data books. Yeah, the the art books and everything have explained it. the The backgrounds were explained in interviews and stuff like that, but nothing has concretely come together to you know put it into a full picture. And as Critical Myth says over at our chat room at live.vognetwork.com, I would love to see more about the Silver Millennium. That would be cool. Okay, let's go ahead and jump onto the first story. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and take it. Hayao Miyazaki gives 300 million yen to build kids' area and park. That's, that's what we call generosity at its finest. Anime director and co-founder of Studio Ghibli, Hayao Miyazaki, donated 300 million yen, which is about... $2.4 million to the town of Kumajina, Okinawa for the construction of an interactive center for children in the town's uh, forest park. The project supervisor and Miyazaki's friend Tomohiro Horino expects the project to take about two years. The, fac- the facility will, will include a two-story, 1,000-square-meter building, 10,000 square meters of the forest as well. The project will solicit opinions and suggestions from people that live in a town on a regular basis. You know, make sure it's how they want it, how they want to see it come together. Uh, the project was revealed uh, sometime last year. Miyazaki 
also asked by a friend to draw a logo for the facility as well. The facility is intended for families and children who are displaced from Fukushima to be outdoors due to the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power uh, station leak after the 2011 Great East Japan earthquake. Because right now, there are areas in, in Fukushima that are no longer safe for the children to play. I think this is awesome. It really is. Mm-hmm. And we have uh, rich. We have rich people in the U.S. Step y'all games up. I mean, mm. fuck. Now, as the meme goes, we have over two hundred and forty-seven uh, billionaires, and none of y'all have the balls to be Batman. I mean, come on. <laughs> Shit. The, considering a lot of them are a bunch of old white men, they probably don't have the physical constitution to be Batman. But they have offspring. Damn it. That just means that they need to die. Hmm. So there'd be a whole bunch of Robins running around. (laughs) Well, no. If all of these rich people have offspring, the offspring aren't going to do anything until all these rich people die. Thus, Batman. Mm. Oh, granted, they all need to die when their kids are young, so that they, you know, the kid can be brought up vengeful and all of that. But yeah. Oh, um. I just saw something just pop up on my Twitter feed. Um, this is for part of our other podcast, The Crystal Chronicles, but I just have to say this real quick. They just revealed the mysterious uh, figure arts for San Diego Comic Con. What was it? Zoicite as Sailor Moon. That one is going to be the San Diego Comic Con? Yes. It exclusive? J- yes. How can, they make that a, how can they make that the exclusive when that figure has been shown and known about since February? Be that's bullshit. <laughs> it's on their official uh, Japanese website that explains it. I still say that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! You are gonna have so many pissed off Sailor Moon fans because that shit has been known and seen since February. And the fact so that they're is not that... getting any new information. So. No, it means anybody that didn't go to San Diego Comic-Con is shit out of luck unless somebody buys one and triples the price and puts it onto eBay. Someone will do that. Yes. Oh, yeah, somebody will will do that, but, Mm -hmm. you know, it's going to be triple the price. So you're going to be paying four or $500 for this figure. It's bad enough there are people begging. I've got people begging other people to get, if they can get them stuff from SDCC. I'm just like. God. Oh God! I wish I could get stuff from SDCC. I got something. To get, I got stuff from SDCC. I haven't even gotten it yet. I I, I want you know San Diego Comic Con. I want the new gem figure because it, it's gem. Mm-hmm. Because she not besides the fact that she's truly truly outrageous. Yes, but it's gem in her Paris outfit, and she has a detachable head so that she can turn into Jerrica. Fuck yeah, I want it. As opposed to a detachable penis? You never know. (laughs) Or or should I say that that's Zoysite? Oh! Oh! Really? (laughs) (laughs) It can go either way! Hello! God. Oh, shit. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and as Sarah Ackerman says at live.vognetwork.com, 
Well, then. Yeah, well. Okay, Ari, take the next one. Okay, let's... Oh, and... Okay, it's a Pokemon Life. The Pokemon Magazine for Adults debuts with a free Pikachu card case. You never grow up wanting to be a Pokemon Master, even if you're no longer a kid and now have a 9-to-5 job with bills and responsibilities. The new Pokemon Lifestyle Magazine, aptly titled Pokemon Life, is saying that working adults who still have a fondness for their beloved childhood franchise. Japan's long tradition of long... Mm-hmm. Like, Japan's tradition of long-standing franchises such as Sailor Moon, Dragon Course, and Pokemon have bought a strange cultural phenomenon in recent years. Kids who grew up loving these franchises now become working adults with enough expendable income to be a, a vital demographic. Mm-hmm. Chances are those who grew up collecting Pokemon and dashing about squealing Moon Prism power still have a nostalgic fondness for their childhood heroes, which translates into a need for adult-appropriate tie-in goods and merchandise. <clears throat> Of course, when they say adult-oriented, it kind of sets off a little, you know, red flag here and there. Yeah. You've seen the uh, <clears throat> film that came out, the screen caps for it? No. Someone made a Pokemon porn theme. Oh, the, yeah. The that, oh, theme. that, that. We we do not talk of that. Let's, there are some parodies, but some, like, we don't talk about that. Let's move on. Someone said that Pikachu girl looked like Voldemort, and I had told him to apologize to he who must not be named immediately. But that was a valid point, though. But moving right along... Uh, the first issue is due to go on sale July 30 for a retail price of 1,200 yen, which is 960 US. It will feature a wealth of information on various Pokemon games, goods, and movies. There's even a special feature on Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire director Shigeru Omori, Omori, who tweeted excitedly about the magazine on his Twitter account. Japanese magazines often come with pretty cool free gifts, and Pokemon Life is no exception. It'll come with a bright yellow Pikachu card case featuring trading cards with the likeness of the Pokemon Superfan and Talent Shokunagawa, and as well as popular Pokemon Sylvia. So, yeah, it's a pretty neat looking card case. Let's see if we can. Yeah. Kind of looks like a journal, though, a little smaller journal, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Though I seriously doubt something like this would happen in America. I don't know. Probably, I mean, like, close as that is like the as like the collecting like the card collectors magazines more or less. But you know, but still. Obviously, I'm not going to fly all the way over to Japan and pick one of these up because that's too much of a resource sink for this. Just go to Mitsu or Kinokuniya or Japanese bookshop. They might be... They probably import the magazines, so... Eh, maybe. Yeah, they I don't might know not any, have... I don't they know might not have the free me. gift. Yeah, they might not have the free gift, but... The magazine. The magazine itself they would have. I don't know of any places near me, but I can... I find it later, I guess. You probably order online or whatever, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least where there's a will, there's a way, you know. Yeah, like, fans who are st- get all are still fans, they just have a lot more expendable income. Uh-huh. Merchandising, mm. merchandising, where the real mo- money from the movie is made. Pokemon the card game! Pokemon the board game! Pokemon the water! Pokemon the flamethrower! The kids love this. 
There was a Pokemon Monopoly game at one point. It's just a normal Monopoly game, just reskinned with mm. the Pokemon places. And as Sarah Ackerman says, give me my damn Pokemon Yellow any day. Too many, too much damn hours of my childhood got poured into Pokemon. A lot of people can say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I still have to get the newest one. So that I've, I can I've, play. I've been neglecting it. Yeah, you're gonna turn your game on and your Pokemon pretty much have ran off so a la um anim uh Nintendogs. Mm-hmm. Wait, if you don't play with your Nintendogs they run off? They can. Yeah. But you call them back and they come back after a little while. I never played any of the Nintendogs games, so Well, it could be worse. It could be like your Tamagotchi and all your Pokemon are dead. Oh! Okay, then. <laughs> uh, what's next? Uh, next. One of the interweb's famous kitty cats. Uh, she ended up dying June 22nd. Uh, Tama, the superstar in Western in Western Japan, was a station master at one of the um, one of the uh, train stations. Um, so, Tama, a cat station master of a railway station in Western Japan, whose immense popularity helped boost the railway operators' revenues and the local sightseeing industry, died Monday at a local animal hospital aged 16 and 2 months. The equivalent of about 80 years in human age. Wow. Tama, yeah, Tama was a tourism superstar extremely popular in and out of Japan who contributed greatly to promoting tourism in our prefecture. I'm filled with deep sorrow and appreciation, Wakayama Governor Yoshinobu Nisaka said in a statement. According to the railway company, which appointed the female tortoiseshell cat to master of Kishi Station in January 2007, Tama had been recuperating from... Uh, Renitis since May. She's believed to have died of acute heart failure. Mm. The day before her death, uh, Wakayama Electric Railway, pr Railway President uh, Mitsunobu Kojima travel, uh, visited Tama to wish her a speedy recovery. At the time, Tama stood up and let out a strong meow. Mm. Uh, before taking up the company post, Tama was kept at a cozy in front of a Kishi station. Her cuteness and the novelty of a cat station master turned the money-losing Kishigawa line into a popular sightseeing spot. The number of passengers on the line jumped to 2.27 million in fiscal 2014 from 1.92 million in fiscal 2005. Photos of Tama and other merchandise also sold well, leading to her appointment to acting president of Wakayama Electric Railway in January 2013. Uh, the railway operator said it will hold a funeral for Tama on Sunday at her station, with the president serving as the chairman of her funeral committee. That funeral did happen yesterday, and more than 3,000 people attended. I think that's pretty cool. That's for a cat's wonderful. funeral. Yeah. For a cat, that is, that is awesome. And it shows that internet kitties will never go away. Mm -hmm. 
And on a side note, um, we had gotten disconnected from the stream, so we're reconnecting now, so we're back to go, we're good to go. Don't worry, um, as I can tell you this right now, Audition is still going strong. Because if it didn't, you'd hear me scream at the top of my lungs from the Brooklyn studio. <laughs> yeah. I hope the guy who got the idea to stick a little ki- little uh, train conductor cat on a like, hat on a cat got a, and make him a mascot got a... Uh, Got a nice big raise for that. Mm, probably did. And this is another reason why cats are awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. <coughs> Excuse me. Next up. Ghibli director Isao Takahata invited into Oscars Academy. The Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences has invited one of the founders of Studio Ghibli... Isao Takahata into its ranks on last Friday. Earlier this year, the Academy honored the director with an Oscar nomination for The Tale of Princess Kaguya. Takahata has had a long career of directing such classic titles such as Little Norse Prince Valiant, better known as Tayuna Oji, Hosno Daibokan, um, Alps no Shoujo Heidi, Anne of Green Gables, and then after, uh, then, then he went to form, um, Studio Ghibli with Hayao Miyazaki. He helped to work on Grave of the Fireflies, Only Yesterday, Pompoko, and My Neighbor, the Yamadas. It seems that the Academy invited Miyazaki at least four times, and it also invited uh, Toshio Suzuki last year. Miyazaki spirited away won an Oscar, and he personally came to L.A. to accept his honorary Academy Award last year. Composer Joe Hishiyashi, who worked on Spirited Away and Departures, is also a frequent collaborator on Miyazaki films, was invited back in 2013. Kunio Kato was invited in 2009 after becoming the second Japanese animator to win an Oscar with his La Maison and Petite Cubes, or Sumiki no Ie, or House of Blocks short. In addition to Takahata, the Academy also invited uh, J.K. Simmons and producer Terrence Chang this year. Uh, J.K. Simmons, we all know from Oz, Spider-Man, uh, Yellow M&M, uh, The Farmer's Commercial, and a few other roles. And Terrence Chang worked on the show uh, anime Appleseed Ex Machina. Hmm. And I, I think that's pretty cool because maybe, you know, we get more more um, Japanese art um, animators as a part of it. Maybe we we'll get a bigger influence when certain anime titles get thrown up for an Academy nomination. It could win something. Who knows? If it does, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Who wants to take this last one? It's a little volatile. Um... I guess you can, Mako. Oh, you're letting me take volatile shit? Okay. <laughs> um, you, you seem to be more, uh... I don't, I don't want to say reactive, but, uh... Opinionated, yeah, maybe? I, I, I skimmed through this and was kind of laughing my ass off at it. Hmm. I thought it, Good see, reasons or bad reasons? A little bit of both. I, I think it... I just find it funny. I mean, given what the site is and what it's supposed to be about, you know, but whatever, you know. All right. So, nope. Same here. So on the website, share my cosplay. One of the uh, writers poses this question. 
Should restrictions be put in place to target the trend of sexualized cosplays? Um, nowadays, you can't even browse cosplay photos without someone making a derogatory comment about the standard of someone's cosplay because their breasts or abs are on show. Well, well to people... be fair, the people making the comment is an asshole. Mm-hmm. What people don't seem to understand is that the cosplay community is changing. It's rapidly expanding and growing, and with all things that gain popularity, rules and regulations are required to try and keep uh, uh, rules and regulations are required to try and keep everyone happy. Conventions like PAX and Anime Boston have regulations on skimpy class plays and can ask attendees to change their attire if they deem it inappropriate, and eventually other events shall follow suit. Most popular conventions are targeted at the general public and promote a family environment. Therefore, obscene nudity and things that may not be considered appropriate for younger children are banned. Mm -hmm. But the rules concerning skimpy cosplays are increasing to the point where even Slave Leia will be banned. Event organizers would be foolish to not acknowledge that there is a new style of cosplay in which cosplayers work harder to achieve amazing bodies and cosplay characters who do not wear an awful lot of clothing, but that isn't the cosplayer's fault. Video game and anime characters are famously over-sexualized with unrealistic proportions and scantily clad outfits. And if you see one of these, costu- uh, one of these characters and decide to cosplay it, why should you... I'm guessing this should be why should you be judged as any less of a cosplayer than someone covered from neck to ankle. I know of a lot of cosplayers who spend just as much time and effort in their skimpy cosplays as those who are fully clothed, and their work is immediately disregarded simply because people see too little of too much of their skin. Excuse me, I can't read any more of this absolute bullshit. Okay, hold on. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let me let me find it. Let me find it. I'm looking for something here. Uh, is this it? No. Oh, look, a picture of Jessica Negri as a sexy Charizard. Jessica Negri. Yep. Yeah. No, that that that's not it. What am I? Here we go. Where the hell are the overrated chants when I need them? No, I need to get uh, Mako's uh, rant music ready. <laughs> The floor is yours! The whole thing that I'm finding, you know, screwy with this is the very first, you know, starts of this start out, you know, why are people that are dressing as characters that are sexy and over-sexualized because of the anime character and video game character they are, you know, why are they being persecuted because that's who the character are character is and then you know the first example that they use is fucking Jessica Negri as sexy Charizard Charizard is a fucking animal and not a sex symbol and you know to put an animal in a fucking bikini that is sexualizing the character not the character being se- you know being sexy hmm. There is a huge fucking difference. The next one they use is, you know, they start hating on the crossplays, and that's what makes something sexy. So the one that they use here is uh, Overgenius Cosplay as Femme Dante. Mm -hmm. For the record, that's not overly sexy. That is actually how Dante dresses. Yes. 
Minus the tube top, obviously. Yeah. No! Oh. In, the, in the one that she looks like she's actually cosplaying, which is from the third video game, Don, it's the prequel for the series, and Dante wears this black little... Belly shirt? Know, yes. Yes. And it basically just covers his nipples. And if that's what she's portraying, that's exactly what it's supposed to be. So no, you know, that's, you know, a, a, even though it's a skimpy outfit, even the male version of that would be a skimpy outfit. There is, you know, a huge, huge difference between what this author is trying to, you know, villainize and what is actually being said. Um, if you're actually cosplaying a character that is sexy, that is wearing next to nothing, good on you. You know, yes, there's still going to be the assholes that go, well, you know, why are you cosplaying as Ms. Marvel? And why are you cosplaying as Supergirl? And why are you cosplaying as these characters that have all of their assets hanging out? But that's just assholes. The real problem, and the one that I have an issue with, is when a person purposely sexualizes a character. Yeah. When there's no need to sexualize that character. And, for example, Jessica Negri as Charizard. There's no reason for that to be a bikini. <sighs> so, yeah. There is, you know, a completely different thing. Yes, slave Leia's have been told to leave conventions. Mm. Why are they told to leave conventions? Because their fucking loincloth covers only their ass crack. That is why they've been asked to leave conventions. And don't One, that is, you know, that is not per the movie. It has because... a little more coverage in the back than that. Exactly. You know what? If you if you wanna take a sexy cos you know, take a sexy outfit and cosplay it. There's no need to remove even more fabric from it. You know, yes, that outfit is completely sexy, and it is one of the most cosplayed outfits out there. Being cosplayed since, you know, the movie came out at all of the sci-fi conventions and crap that were out at that point. That was it, early 80s, people. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about one of the most popular cosplay out there. And it is a sexy cosplay. There is no reason to take even more of the loincloth material away. It is sexy enough without it. But taking characters that are, you know, not necessarily portrayed as sexy and, you know, just making them sexy... <sighs> You know, it's just, it's it's not my thing, and that is my opinion, and I wish it wasn't done, but again, that is my opinion. But at the same time, you know, if you want to take one of these sexy cosplays and be kicked out of the convention, go right ahead. Um, the cosplayers that do Felicia, Felicia is a cat girl. All she's wearing is little strips of fur. I get that. Um, 
what cosplayers need to realize is that if you're going to take a cosplay like that, you either need a flesh-colored bodysuit or to do it at a 21-plus convention. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, yes, it is to the character, but again, most of these conventions are family-friendly, and as much as people you know, complain there can't be a family-friendly convention, when you start having conventions for adults, you kind of want to start letting the kids have their own conventions too. Yes. You know, there are enough adult conventions, 18 plus or 21 plus or 16 plus conventions out there now that you don't have to bitch and complain that, you know, oh, this convention can't be family friendly. You know, so yes, I can understand something like Felicia if you're not wearing a bodysuit because all that is is little strips of fur and her tits are hanging out. At the same time... That puts you, you directly on the radar if you're cosplaying as Felicia. Exactly. At the same time, you know, there are purposely... There are people that purposely overly sexify costumes. And, you know, while one convention might allow it, and while one staff member might allow it, and you may pass ten staff members... One staff member is going to look at you and go, I'm sorry, that's against the rules, and toss your ass out. Why does this sound so familiar? Because it happens all the time. I I know, I just met on this show. Yeah, we talked about this like, what, two, three weeks ago? Definitely had arguments like this about We always have arguments like this. But I think when we come to these arguments, we're more or less all in agreement on it, you know. Because, I mean... I, I haven't really said it, but I'll say it. You know, when I was at uh, Denver Comic Con, I felt that it was too, too many girls, women running around in skimpy cosplays with their tits out. And I was walking around trying to find uh, fe- a picture, to take pictures of cos- female cosplayers that weren't like that, because I felt like I had exceeded my fucking quota. I found the amount of sexy cosplay at DCC to be crazy. Yeah. Um, especially since the entire thing is based off and run for children. Mm-hmm. But it's like I said, uh, like there was that local anime con we did in Jersey uh, last year. And I had shared it to my wall. It might have been, yeah, it was, la- it was last year. And I shared it to my wall and I asked you know, people to come check it out. It'll be fun. Half the people on the set, well, if there's not, not going to be a real costume contest, I'm not going to show up. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's getting to the point where, you know, you got to show a lot of skin to get popularity. It's that over tech, you know, because I know there are cosplayers that have been doing this for just as long as I have who are beyond skilled, but most people don't know who they are because they don't show their, their skin, you know. But if that's what you want to do, that's fine. If you're going to do a skimpy cosplay and it's actually based off of a character, the best thing I can tell you is do it exactly as is. You'll either get a pass or a fail. If the con says no, the con says no. And yes, the whole thing about the family-friendly. Some conventions are, some conventions aren't. If you want to wear your skimpy cosplay that badly and it's a quote-unquote family-friendly convention, wait until later at night when the kids are asleep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, there are, again, 
conventions out there specifically for adults. Mm -hmm. The 21 plus crowd. Dragon Con. And, you know, I know somebody, there, there was a lot of talk about a certain somebody that got kicked out of DCC because of what she was wearing. And, you know, again, she wore it the last couple of DCCs and nobody had a problem with it. But one specific person who is very strict on the rules, you know, saw what she was wearing and said that she had to go and cover up. Mm. And you know what? As much as people bitched about it and said that, you know, that person was in the wrong, you know, I, I can't, you know, I agree. And at the same time, I don't because this is, again, a family friendly kind of thing. Yes. And looking at the like looking at the cosplay it, it wasn't it, it wasn't bad it wasn't the worst cosplay i saw that weekend there were a hell of a lot more sexy cosplay mm -hmm. but at the same time i completely understood why and there were a lot of people still pissed off and not caring why can't win them all but, you know, at the same time, there are so many outfit choices for all of these cosplays out there. Why people have to go in the overly sexualized, you know, That's direction. Exploring. Well, it's, it's not even that. Because some of them, you know, like where, the, where this author is coming in, it's like you have to have, you know... It's not just about the costume, it's about the lifestyle and the body and all of that and, you know, doing the art for full body. So I get it, but at the same time, it's, you know, it's not needed. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on VogNetwork.com, use the passphrase, watch. It is not at all needed. Plus, the whole, you know, not not wanting to see sexy versions of uh, any given character. Well, that too. And you know what? Every, every, everybody's all pissed off. It's like, oh, you know, I'm being harassed. And oh, you know, people are looking at me. And oh, this and oh, that. You know, I fall in the opposite, I guess. You know, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see guys half naked. I don't want to see girls half naked. I don't think it's necessary. At the same thing, you know, for something like Colossal Con, when you have a pool for, you know, photo shoots and crap like that, you know, if you want to do something sexy and do a bikini version or a bathing suit version or something like that, you know, it calls for it. Pretty mm -hmm. much, yeah. So, pretty much, it's a catch-22. In the long run, no matter what, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. Either way, just own up to what you're doing, and roll with it, and have fun. Then less people will give you shit for it in the end. I agree. But the other thing is, obviously, you know what? Don't be pissed off when the convention kicks you out. Mm -hmm. If you know something like that might even remotely happen... Have an alternative to that costume. You know, 
make you know I, I'm looking at this one this one costume and basically it's a crop top with one button buttons and her her cleavage is hanging out and it just comes right under the boobs you know what if you're gonna go to all the trouble of doing a shirt like that and thinking that somebody is gonna complain you know then maybe make a shirt that's not as revealing so that if you can't get away with the uber revealing shirt you still have a shirt that fits in with the character that can still be sexy and you know still be you know what you want it to be but isn't gonna be a problem or an issue for the convention Mm. and you know what all of these people are like i shouldn't have to do that this is what you know this is what my what i want to do and blah 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 well guess what you are not the only person at the convention. Exactly. Suck mm-hmm. it up. Yeah. The saying goes, suck it up, buttercup. Mm-hmm. All right. And you know what? I'm kind of glad we kind of got rid of the open forum topic. Uh, we actually had co- uh, some interesting statements <coughs> about that, and I'll get into that in just a bit. But, um... Saturday, I got went... Got rid of it or just didn't have one? For... Didn't have one. Today. It's getting to the point where I'm, like, scratching the... I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel, so it may go away for a while so I can come back with some newer questions and so forth. We'll see what we can come up with. But, um, let me briefly tell you all about uh, New Jersey Comic Anime Con, and then we can move on. Okay. New... Okay. Usually, people scoff at one day cons and think that they're not going to be amount they won't amount to anything. It's not necessarily the case. There are some out there that one day cons that are pretty good, like Katori Con, Castle Point, those are great one day cons. Uh NJ Comic Anime Con was actually the same was was actually this past weekend on Saturday at the Morristown Hyatt where DerpyCon was. And what was also interesting that before it was cancelled uh, ShinkoCon was was also supposed to be this same weekend as well, but shit happens. It's it was pretty much from ten to six. It's pretty much it was a small event, and it was pretty fun. I guess it was called Comic Anime Con because you know if it's a comic con, you know you'll have anime cosplayers and people will be like they don't belong here, and you got anime cons and you have people doing comic cosplay and they're like they don't belong here. So you get the best of both worlds. What was interesting is that as I'm walking around trying to find out where the rest of the con is, it seems that on the others within that little convention center on the other side is an extension to the hotel, the terrace ballroom, where the dealer's room was, the cosplay tables, and everything else. That was pretty cool. So all you do is just walk right across, and it was right there. It, it kind of sucked that um, security was cracking down on photography in the mall area, so people went up to the second floor, set up shop up there, and started taking pictures. I think next year, uh, Juan, the con chair, I think he should just take the second floor and just make that like photographer's row, charge like a small nominal fee, and have let photographers have at it. I, that overall, I would say the con itself was pretty fun. It was small. It was simple and straight to the point. Uh, Michelle Knotts was there. She had her panel, which was pretty cool. Uh, Uncle Yo had his. Um, 
We Are the Geek. It was pretty much another one of his com- comedy panels. And then mm-hmm. you had uh, cosplayers. I believe it was Stella Chu, Louis Suicide, Riddle, uh, Misa Love, and a couple of others. I can't remember off the top of my head. They pretty much had a women in cosplay panel, cosplay one-on-one panel. I caught bits and pieces of that, and that was pretty good. And then there was the creme de la creme, uh, Johnny Young Bosch. And he had his panel, and that was, like, filled to the brim. And ended all off, they had a masquerade contest. And it wasn't, like, skits. It was just pretty much walk-ons. And that was pretty cool. Very simple and straightforward. Uh, There was one slight hiccup before the con. There was a communications error with the hotel, so JYB didn't have his room right away, and... uh, and they ran into some slight issues picking him up at the airport. But overall, it was pretty fun, he said. I did get his autograph. Um, it's in my bag, so I have to put it up on my table. I have this uh, trading card, a Sailor Venus trading card, uh, done by Kevin Bulk. Back in February, when I interviewed Shami Lee, she signed the Venus part. This part, the Artemis part, was signed by John Young Bosch, and I thought that was pretty cool. Um... I could compare NJCAC along the lines of Katori Khan or Castle Point. It was small. It was straightforward. The only crowding area was the dealer's room. But then again, it is the dealer's room. Mm-hmm. It, it just felt fun. That's all it was. It's sort of like what I usually say about uh, AAC, where you can go around and do a lot of photography, sit down and relax, have a bite to eat check a panel out, and be like, oh, I can do more stuff, you know? You have plenty of time to do everything that's what's going on. I really can't think of anything bad to say about the con, except that I wish it was a little bit longer, but, you know, 10 to 6 is not bad. No, that's not bad no. for, you know, a first-time convention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Depending on how well they did this year yes. and their plans for next year, they can always extend it to be a full day. I hope so, because I would definitely like to come back. I didn't get a chance to interview uh, Johnny, but, you know, I'm not too worried about that. But what was cool was when he was at KatoriCon three years ago, I did give him copies of the interview that, of his panel and his band Eyeshine performing, so... Mm. And I told him if he really if he likes it, just contact me and I'll send him a copy without the uh, watermark. But you know, I, I, I hope he enjoys that. So, but um, I do have an interesting story to, t- to tell you. Then we're gonna move right along. Now, you all know me. I pretty much don't really have a care about who is cos famous. You cosplay. If I want to take your picture, I'll ask for it. Simple as that. So, they had um, Riddle there, and if you know that cosplayer, she has appeared a few times on Heroes of Cosplay. Uh, please, please, uh, put put the stakes down. Uh, put the rocks down. Relax, relax. We're not going in that general direction. That goes double for you, Ari. I haven't said anything. I know, but I see the pitchfork behind you. That's a trident. Close enough. It only has three tines. All right. All right. I put the trident down. So I'm there. I'm talking to another cosplayer, Ashley Uncanny. I met her at another con. I I forget which convention I met her at, but I know her card is familiar. But we were talking, and I'm like, I 
I kind of knew who that was, but I always go in with a clear mind, clear mind thought, like of talking and photography and stuff. And she was uh, cosplaying Zatanna from um from DC. So we talked briefly. I'm like, if I could get your picture, you know, and I take her picture and I, and I hand her my card. Now, she didn't even look at the card. She looks at me and goes, I know who you are. And I'm just like, oh. Did she say it in a bad way or a good way? In a good, in a good way, but I thought something bad was going to happen because I immediately follow up with, because whenever someone says, I know you, just, I'm, I usually follow up with, I didn't do it. It, it because just, there's a difference between oh I know who you are and oh I know who you are. It was more the former than the latter. So I mean that really surprised the hell out of me. I was just like, this famous cosplayer who has been on TV has heard of some schmuck from the East Coast in New York City who has been been known to run his mouth on more than one occasion about all kinds of shit. But we actually talked and chilled. She's a pony fan, and she liked uh, our uh, Mako. She liked our pictures from DCC when we did our Tenchi group and our MLP group. She really, she that was really awesome. Especially the fact nice. that we did old school cosplays. Nice. She really liked the part of when you walked and when you walked in and, and did your line when you saw Ryoko. <laughs> <laughs> My baby. So we talked and chatted, and I got a couple of selfies with her, and I posted it up there on my fan page, and I'm just like. And I feel extremely humbled because normally when anyone comes up to me and says they like my photography, I get extremely humbled because I feel like I'm doing a great job. I just know where I have to go to keep going in order to, to stay on track to do the jobs that to do a good job that I like to do. So I'm I'm still kind of feeling it, and I'm thinking, you know, maybe I'm looking at things in a different. I'm looking at things differently. I need to reevaluate certain things in my in in the, in the fandom. So you know. Yes, it has been like two, three days, but I'm still kind of humbled by that because something like that doesn't happen. So, but I will say this much: um, if I see her at another con, I will definitely swing by and say hi. And I did buy a print from her because my views on on cosplay prints is this: unless I know you and we're, and I and we're cool and all, then I'll buy a print from you because that way I'll show my support of your hobby and what you like to do. So I have a picture of her as Snow White holding up the apple with a slightly huh slash confused look on her face. If you go to her Twitter page, it's that picture. So hmm. and I think that was pretty cool. And if we go back to um to your rant from earlier uh in the show, Mako, Sarah Ackerman says, preach it. Mm-hmm. Alright, now we're going to go ahead and open the Skype line. If you have any questions about what we talked about tonight or whatever, give us a buzz at Anime Jam Session. Just so you know, all calls are limited to two minutes. And while we're, while we're waiting on that, we're going to go ahead and do um, open form real quick. Like I said, there was nothing this week. But um, we got some inter- we got some comments. Um, from what I can see, uh, Serenity fourteen eighty eight is settled in Colorado, so she's moved. Um, Sarah Ackerman tells us what she likes to do when she's not cosplaying, which is hanging out, video games, swimming, drawing, praising the good word, and playing with her cat. That's pretty cool. 
Um, and I have pretty much said, we weren't expecting any comments, so it's like pretty much, y'all must really love us, or you're bored out of your skulls. Little a little bit from think. column A and a little bit from column B. Pretty much so. Uh, and uh, Sarah says she, she loves us, you know. She listens to us while working on cosplays and stuff like that. It's like She says it beats hearing my 62-song playlist all the time. Girl, y- you need to download more music. Y- you, yeah. Y- yeah. Should I, should I even tell her... Like, you have 62 anime tracks. Um, That's it? I have 76,627 uh, MP3s. Which is about a little bit over 470 gigabytes. Mm. If I was to play each track back to back, non-stop, I, um, what would happen is it would play for... 184 days straight. No repeat. Yeah, I have to say that my music collection is not that large. Nor is mine. I think I have 22 or 28 gigs, Mm -hmm. which, while isn't my entire collection, because I don't know where all of my my old CDs are, um, I think think the last time I checked, that is a 28-day run? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just a digital file, uh, tech, music file. If I hear a track from an anime that I like, I'll go and just pull the entire discography. That way I'll have it. And yet, it just feels like I'm repeating the same tracks over and over when I do the show. You are repeating the same tracks over and over and over. I've sent you stuff and you haven't played it. You haven't sent me anything in a while. Yeah, because you haven't played anything I send you. <sighs> Fine. I'm just saying, you're bitching that uh, you keep repeating crap and I sent you crap that you don't play, so... The last stopped... time you sent me something, it was from Kenshin. That was like, how long ago? I sent you an entire file, which had to be almost 50 songs, and you never played any of them. I'm going to have to check that. Wow, I only have, like, not even 3,000. Hmm. Uh, I was going through iTunes. Yeah. That's the uh, easiest way to yeah. look for it. Uh, Sarah says, uh, those songs are just her favorites. Okay. All right, so uh, since we're not, we don't have any calls coming in on... Ye old Skype line. We're going to sign off and we're going to go into the section that everybody loves um, news from Japan. I put a record. I was actually sitting here seriously contemplating bumping those, those stories f- for the gold tier bullshit that happened earlier today. But I realized <laughs> that, that, that we will go, that will go too far. That'd be too far gone. Yeah, let's not go into that and give her any more uh... attention. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that and I think one of the articles that Mako found is quite interesting, to say the least. Wait, the good or the bad kind of interesting? Eh, a little bit of both. So it's um, man in coma after being stabbed in the eye by umbrella in a fight with a colleague. A 55-year-old man was in a coma on Saturday after he was stabbed in the eye by an umbrella during an argument with a work uh, friend 
in front of the Tokyo station. According to the police, the incident occurred around 11.45 Friday night. Fuji TV reported that the man was arguing with his colleague, Yasushishi Fukunishi, a systems engineer, when Fukushini, Fukunishi struck him with his umbrella, hitting him in the eye. The man was taken to the hospital where doctors say the tip of the umbrella pierced his brain. Ouch! I mean, oof. And you, you want to you know what, what caused this shit? Something stupid, I'm guessing. Close. The two men had been out drinking with another colleague earlier that night. So I was right then. Yeah. And this is why, you know, it is so freaking dangerous to be, you know, a worker in Japan. Because you have to go drinking. Uh-huh. You will not get, um, you will not be basically employed for very long if you don't go out drinking with your colleagues and your boss and forget actually, you know, moving up in the company if you don't go drinking with your boss. Yeah. Jesus, why, why can't people, like drunk people, just ramp grocery carts into other grocery carts and or each other? Hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville. Welcome to Jackass. Uh-huh. Well, well I mean, this is a full, this is a full cultural thing. This isn't, you know, just a couple of people here and there getting drunk. It's, you know, fully cultural. Everybody goes out drinking after work. Which is why most of them don't get home until the wee hours of the morning and then have to wake up four hours later to go back to work. Mm. And deal with the hangover at work. I don't... That I don't know about. I know that they don't have the enzymes in their livers to uh, completely process alcohol, which is why they get drunk so fast and why they can't, you know, they can't hold their alcohol. But I don't know about hangovers. Interesting story. Like, last Friday, I was hanging out with my friend Jamie. We went to the way station, and we had a few drinks. Um... I think between all of us, we had six drinks, give or take. Because I know she had one before I got there. And then we went out for food, and then we went our separate ways. She woke up the next morning hung over. And it's funny, she kept saying, and I'm looking at him. She's like, I'm not going to be able to handle this. I'm such a lush. And she's like, it, it's in my genes. And I'm, and I'm like, well, you hang around me, I'll build up your tolerance. And for the record, she's Korean. Mm. <sighs> Poor child. Yeah, I'm not sure about the other Asian nationalities, just the Japanese one. Um, my roommate in college couldn't even finish a beer before she was, you know, stumbling all over the place. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, you you, you know Yakari. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. She didn't even finish a beer and she was stumbling all over the place. And she, at, at least she was a happy trunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, we, we had, uh, her and I had conversations, um, and she said that, you know, this is just a thing. If your friends are drinking, you, you sit down and you drink. Um, I guess she was Americanized enough to realize when her limit was and to stop. Yes. But, you know, you go to Japan and if somebody hands you a drink, you drink it. It is very, very rude to not drink it. 
Yep. And yeah, and because of that, they you know they have very 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 low tolerance if they have any tolerance at all. And as we see in the chat room at live.bugnetwork.com, uh, Sarah Ackerman says, "I can only drink a half a Mike's hard without being drunk. When I had Jaeger, I was shit faced." Serenity says, three Smirnoffs. Oh, you're a bunch of lightweights." <laughs> you guys have to hang out. Right? You guys have to hang out with me. Me. No, oh, no, 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 no. They don't need to hang out with you. They need to be. You, you need to. They need to be a protege. <laughs> Right. Teaching the we'll art of the drunken foo. Yes, we'll we'll start training soon. Or you just have like throw them straight in the nightmare mode and have them go out drinking with me. Oh God, that's nightmare fuel. Nightmare I mode. I, I don't know. Game. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, yes, while the two of us are very different in our drinking, I I'm the one that sits there and drinks absinthe straight. Yes. So uh, I I think it, I, I think it depends. <sighs> I think it depends on the booze that we're drinking at the time. Yes. Okay. Someone take the next articles, please. And Kelly says challenge accepted. Okay. Forty-seven-year-old <laughs> man arrested for stealing women's underwear from coin laundry. Are you sure this isn't Florida? You sure that's not Hapazai? Huh. Police in Choshi City, Chiba Prefecture, have arrested a 47-year-old construction worker on suspicion of stealing two pairs of women's underwear from a coin laundry. According to police, the suspect, Masaki Nakauchi, was observed committing a crime on the morning of June 14th by the establishment's proprietor, a woman in her 40s. Police searched Nakauchi's apartment and confiscated 43 pairs of stockings and underwear. Yeah. Nakauchi was quoted saying that he had stolen the underwear to wear them himself because it excited them. Um, do you have sweet transvestite on your computer? <laughs> I don't have time to grab it, but I'd have to pull it from YouTube. Well, at least this guy is employed. Not anymore. I doubt you'll have a job after this, but <laughs> but it, we're not going. Forty-five-year-old, like unemployed. Of course he is. Mm. Unemployed, huh? I'm sensing a trend here. Yeah, well. Let's all right, last one's all yours then. All right, so uh, girl's skirt cut by unknown assailant in fifteen uh, in fifteenth such case on Tobu Toju train line. Again. Police are looking for someone who cut the skirt of a 17-year-old girl on a train on the Tobu Toju line between Ikebukura and Asakadai stations on Friday. According to police, the incident occurred at around 8.30 a.m. Sankai reports that another passenger informed the schoolgirl that there was a cut in her skirt. Upon arriving at the next station, the girl informed a station attendant of what had happened, and police were notified. Police said the girl's skirt was cut approximately 8 centimeters up from the bottom. The girl said she felt nothing. Police said there have been 15 similar cases of girls' school uniforms being cut while they were on the Tobu Toju line since April. I got nothing. 
the hell is wrong with this guy? I don't know. Hmm. Well, it could be worse. How so? Um, it could have been that guy that uh, stabbed the girl because he wanted to feel what uh, killing somebody was like. And on that note, we're going to take our last break of the night. We'll okay. Be, we'll be back.
tartandeo. Too, too late like we normally do. Yeah, it was kind of under control tonight. I yeah. Guess. Mostly. More, more or less. But, you know, I think we did good. We did good. And it looks like from the chat, looks like uh, Kelly might be up might be up for taking on uh, being uh, trained by Mako-chan. We'll see how well that goes. Hmm. Um, if you like what you heard, tell a friend. They in turn tell another friend and so on and so forth. But that's how we roll. We're free, independent bloggers. We tell you like it is. Um, check out if you have any questions about our site or anything that we do. If you have questions about the show, just drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that's podcast at animejamsession.com. What's up? We're here to believe you. Check out the website at animejamsession.com. Um, later this week, we will have our Anime Next review going up. Plus, we'll have information about our next batch of videos for reviewing and then some. And I think we'll have something up there for some photos. So definitely check out the site this week. Um, check out our blog, our podcast, not just on AnimeJamSession.com, but on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Xbox Music, TuneIn Radio. If you listen to us on any of these sites, um, if you can leave us a five-star review, that would be totally be awesome. We greatly appreciate that, you know? Check out our YouTube page at youtube.com slash Anime Jam Session TV. This is where we post all of our convention videos and coverage. So definitely swing by and check it out. You might see something you like. Um, if you want to follow us on YouTube, um, I'm at uh, DJ Von Ness. Ari is at Ari22682. And you can find Mako-chan at Jupluna. Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. Follow us there on Twitter for updates on our website. Uh, photos, videos, all amazing cool stuff. So definitely peep that. If you want to follow us on Twitter and see what random stuff that we spew out, I'm at uh, twitter.com slash DigivanS. Ari is at the Ari Man. You can find Makuchan over at Jovideo. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. To everybody who has liked our page, the photos, the videos, the articles, just want to say thank you. We really appreciate that, and, and we couldn't really do this without y'all. So as long as you continue to like the content and what we bring up there, we're going to bring you more. And that's how we roll. Uh, let's see, what else is there? Our Facebook fan pages. Um, if you want to talk to us on Facebook, I'm at facebook.com slash imdjavonnaz, or that guy. 
Ari is at Ari Rockefeller. You can find Mako over at Makoto, Mako Chankino, or Mako Chan. Uh, and I, that's basically it about us, but definitely check out the VOG Network during the week because they have tons of other great uh, podcasts and programming. Uh, you got the Starboard Power Coupling Podcast, The Geek Card, Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pop Culture, Under Sedation Live, Electric Sisterhood, Girls Gone Wild, Horde House, The Bobby Blackwolf Show, and Orange Lounge Radio. Several podcasts that cover video games, movies, anime, pop culture, what's popular in books and movies, all awesome geeky stuff. And you have like multi-genre geek shows like The Geek Card and... Um, and might as well throw that out there um, on the station live. And don't forget to continue listening to them as they're counting down their final episodes. Uh, let's go around the room and go with last word, Mako-chan. Mako? Mako. Oops. That was why why you were kind of quiet when I was doing my outro. <laughs> Oopsies! Oh, Mako-chan, what are we going to do here? Nothing, I'm too tired. Alright, aren't you glad we're, we're finishing up? Yes. Awesome. So, last words, Mako. Um, due to having, um, you know, rewatching My Little Pony, I really, 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 really want to cosplay Nightmare Night Sakura. What about the stoner pony? No. Oh, I know a couple awesome Fluttershies for you to roll with. No. Oh, okay, fair enough. No, my 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 three will be Twilight, Luna, and uh, Nightmare Night Sakura. If if I do another cosplay, I don't know what it would be from that, but those are my three ponies. Okay. Last words, Ari. The new Botchamania that went up, they had a they had a segment called Everyone Talks Too Much where it highlights the wrestlers calling out the spots of one another. And the graphic for it was a clip from Evangelion of Shinji strangling Asuka. What? Yeah, because the, the running joke with it is that it's usually someone choking out someone else, usually... The Undertaker, you know, about the chokeslam Shawn Michaels as a place. But yeah, played. That's what gets, you know, to uh, show people want to shut up. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was. Shindy, you know, choking out Asuka. It's glorious. Wow. Just wow. Okay. My last words is that I'm finally getting my rebates for my phone, so I have a, a 128 gigabyte memory card coming my way. That's pretty sweet. Um, I just took my LG G watch off and it's charging. I gotta make a uh, lunch for tomorrow, and I'm gonna try to catch up with a little bit of TV before going to bed. Uh, final episode of Nurse Jackie was Sunday, which so, uh, caught me off guard, because I just thought, I did not know it was gonna be the final episode, they said, like, like, four episodes back. I was like, what? But, you know, it is what it is. Oh. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting us. We're going to get up on out of here because we all got to be somewhere. It's called work. So, I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Akachan. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Yeah.
Night, night. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol-whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!